From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be, right here, right now. Here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Linda Franklin. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm so excited today. We get to meet with Dr. Steven Sidoroff. Now, for those of you listening on the computer, you can go to his website. It's Dr. Steven Sidoroff, and that's spelled S-T-E-P-H-E-N. Sidoroff is S-I-D-E-R-O-F-F. You can also look up his book on Amazon. He's got a book called The Path, Mastering the Nine Pillars of Resilience and Success. And this is one of my favorite books because I really think not only do military parents, but every mother and father under the sun or anybody taking care of their mother and father in that sandwich generation or some of our work from home parents can benefit from resiliency training because one of the things that's germane to all of these groups of people is things change, unexpected things happen. And the more resilient you are, the better you are at handling these changes and leading your family or your business forward, which is why I've brought on resiliency expert, Dr. Steven Sidoroff. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra. It's really a pleasure to be here with you. It's so great because, you know, resiliency is so important, and I think everybody needs it to get through life, but we don't even talk about it or what it is. Like, what, what does it mean to be resilient? I think you raise a good point, and I think part of the problem is that people feel overwhelmed about what they may need to do to deal with their stress or become resilient. My definition of resilience is not only what most others refer to as the ability to bounce back, mm-hmm. but it's also being able to handle situations in the most optimal way. It means um, being willing to notice your emotional issues and working through your own healing process because When you have emotional wounds, for example, you're more sensitive and reactive to things that happen in daily life, and that creates more stress. So there are a lot of things that go into being resilient, as I indicate in my book, which I break down into nine different components. And then I put it into the context of what I call the path. And the whole notion of the path is that while there's so many things that we may feel we need to do to deal with our stress and be resilient, it really takes only one step in the right direction and then another step in the right direction in order to get to where you want to get to. And if you focus on just the one step and then the next step, that actually puts you on the path. And if you're on the path, there's nothing more that you need to worry that you're not doing. You're doing all that you can do. So it's a way of managing 
the sense of being overwhelmed in your efforts to be more resilient and handle stress better. Well, and I think this is really important, Dr. Sid, because, you know, many of us have gone through a divorce. Many of us have had to deal with a, either an illness, our own illness, or the illness of someone we love, especially as we age out. You know, we get parents who get sick and die. We get, you know, friends who get sick and die, or maybe get, you know, accidentally killed in a car accident, which happened to one of my friends. You know, these things, but also there's, there's good things that cause stress, you know, when I was so excited, Dr. Sid, to buy my new house, and it was twice the size of my old house, and bigger and better, and you know, you would think that this would be this amazing thing, and it was until I had to clean it, until I had to heat it, until I had to maintain it, and you know, even good changes can cause you to be really stressed, and and have to use these resiliency tools that I learned in your book and from working with you, um, even good stuff can cause these, these issues. That's, that's very true. And there is a difference. Uh, positive stresses do not impact us as toxically as negative stresses, but they do add to our load, our workload, which contributes to feeling stressed. Anytime we activate our nervous system to a threat, to a danger, to pressure, to judgments, to conflict, some things that will cause our nervous system to mobilize and activate, we call it the fight or flight response. And uh, what's important to realize is that there are actually two branches to our nervous system. One branch that responds to danger that we're talking about that activates our nervous system. But then there's the opposite branch of our nervous system. So there's sympathetic, which activates, and parasympathetic, which really helps us recuperate and restore all of the resources used up during stress, during fight or flight. And those two branches need to be in, in balance. So uh, no matter what's going on in your life, in fact, no matter how well you're handling your stresses, you still need to pay attention to taking time to engage that parasympathetic recovery process and stay in a place of balance. Well, I think that's where, you know, like you have all those fancy words of saying, you know, staying in balance and, and, you know, when I look at it, I think, gee, that means I'm not screaming at my kids. That means I'm not telling my clients, like, they're an idiot. You know, <laughs> these things, like, those are the practical, you know, things that when you work on this stuff, guys and gals, when you work on being more resilient, when you walk on the path with Dr. Sid and you, you know, you buy his book, you do his program, whatever it is, sign up for his newsletter to get these little tidbits, you're actually better just getting through your day. That's, Sandra, that's very true because uh, one of the consequences of, of being too stressed and having so much going on in our lives is that we don't perform at our best. Right. Dr. Sid, as we talk about performing at our best, 
Now is a really good time for us to thank our sponsor because one of the reasons that I am super successful as a single soul supporting mom is the fact that I am a member of Audible. And I really want to thank Audible today. And for those of you listening at home or listening on the computer, check out audible.com slash powered up or text powered up to 500 500. You're going to be glad you did. And here's why. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, and there are bestsellers, celebrity memoirs, news, business, and all sorts of self-development stuff. And every month, members get to pick a credit uh, plus two Audible originals from their monthly selection, and they get access to such great news digests as the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post. And there's also these guided meditation programs, which Dr. Sid, you know and I love. Um... The reason that I really love Audible, though, is because I'm on the move all the time. And I go from work to kids, back to work to kids, back to work to kids all day long. And as I work from home and I work from an office... I have a lot of drive time. I have a lot of dead time. I have a lot of waiting in the carpool time, and that's really stressful, but it's not stressful when I pull up my audiobooks, and those audiobooks can go from my tablet to my computer to my phone, and I never miss a beat. And what I'm listening to right now, I'm listening to two books. I'm listening to The Power of Favor by Joel Osteen, and I also am listening to uh, The Ultimate Law of Traction by Dr. Joe Vitale. And these are things that nourish me, they calm me down, I'm listening, and it's kind of like adult story time, where they help me get through my day, and I also feel like I'm learning as I go, and I'm learning the things I want to learn. And that brings me to the other two things that I ordered this month, because they have these um, courses that you can get on there. And I'm doing two courses right now, and they're writing great fiction, storytelling tips and techniques, which, you know, obviously I use for my work. Oh my gosh, I just hit the button on my phone, <laughs> so we're listening to it open. Um but it's really fun because like, okay, this writing great fiction, storytelling tips and techniques. Many of us want to write books or we're storytellers. Like part of my job on the radio is being a storyteller. So when I look at this 12-hour course, I can pick it up wherever I am. I can listen to it on the treadmill. I can listen to it on the spin bike. I can listen to it in my car. And I feel like I'm advancing myself and doing something just for me. So you're going to love this. You're going to want to go and check it out. And go to audible.com slash powered up or text powered up to 500-500. Now, Audible is spelled A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash powered up, P-O-W-E-R-E-D-U-P. And you're going to be glad you did because whether you want to listen to a memoir, whether you want to get the news, I mean, all these things are just part of becoming who we are. And the more we nourish ourselves, Dr. Sid, and you teach me this all the time, the more we nourish ourselves from the inside out, the better we perform. And we're all about high performance today. And um, so again, go to 
uh, audible.com slash powered up or text powered up to 500 500 get your free trial get your free audiobook you're going to be glad you did because if you stare at a screen all day like i do you're going to be able to just relax and listen and absorb and it's like going to some great conference only you can do it from the hot tub you don't have to sit in some awful chair and you know squint at some board you can get all this information to you literally downloaded into your head becoming part of you so that you can be as successful as you can be. Now, Dr. Sid, what are some reasons that people come to you uh, for performance, you know, to Im- improve their performance, handle their stress, things like that? Um, you know, some people will come to and see me and say, oh, you know, I perform best under pr- when, I, when I'm near a deadline. They'll procrastinate, and then as they get closer to the deadline, then they st- sort of get everything together and work hard to, to accomplish what they need to. But in fact, um, it's not really the case. I can, am very much able to convince all of them that they do well in spite of the stress that they put themselves under. And that when our brains are in a calmer state, our brains function at their best. And so if you're... If you're into performing and you want to perform well, that's a reason in and of itself to really have this notion of being in a place of balance. Well, and I'd like to thank our sponsor today, uh, Dr. Sidoroff, which is Beta Brand. And Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants, what I like about these pants is that you don't have to decide. Like my to-do list never ends. I go from work to the gym to back to work to the school, back to work, sometimes to the gym again at night for, you know, my kids' volleyball game, softball game, basketball game. I can be sitting on the bleachers outside, and then I might have to lead to take a client to dinner. So these pants allow me to have this stylish, comfortable, professional attire, and I don't have to pick one, and I don't have to carry more clothes with me. And with Beta Brand, you never have to sacrifice comfort or function for style and beta brands dress pant yoga pants are super comfy perfectly stretchy and they stay wrinkle free they're available in dozens of colors patterns cuts and styles and they even have a pair of dr sid with eight pockets i think i'm going to order the eight pocket pants just to see how much i can put in my pants because i don't think i've ever had a pair of pants with eight Mm -hmm. pockets that's a lot of pockets That's a lot of pockets. Right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order when you go to betabrand.com slash coach talk. That's 20% off your first order at betabrand.com slash coach talk. And millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants, and I have a pair on right now, that you're ever going to want to wear to work. And they go from work to play to kids back to work and then again. So go to betabrand.com slash coach talk for 20% off. And you know, Doc, I know it sounds funny, but the clothes that I pick have a lot to do with me being able to handle things better throughout the day. Because haven't you ever had a pair of pants that are uncomfortable and you're shifting all day? You have to, you can't go home and change your pants. They're uncomfortable. Your shirt's uncomfortable. Maybe a tag itches. These things really do impact our day. I, I, Yes, I would agree with you, and it, re, it sort of reminds me of 
the analogy to what I'm talking about, which is that you want people and people need to be comfortable in their own skin. Yes. In their clothing, but in their own skin. And what that means is, again, with the activation that goes along with stress, it can feel uncomfortable. And sometimes we do all kinds of things to distract ourselves so we don't notice that we're not feeling comfortable in our own skin. And that's why I tell people that one of the first steps in really dealing with stress and being resilient is practicing a relaxation or visualization exercise on a daily basis. We have many stimuli situations in our lives that trigger the stress response. Threats, dangers, uncertainty. It's going on all day in which all of these things trigger the activation of our nervous system. But how many situations, how many stimuli do you have in your day that trigger the opposite, that trigger calmness, that trigger relaxation? Like nothing. I mean, yeah, rarely. what you're talking about, Dr. Sid, is you know, the, the news playing at the gas station. So you're seeing bombings, you're seeing, you know, things going happening in politics, missing kids, all these things. You're just trying to pump gas or check out, you know, in a grocery store. Then you have your kids running at you going, I need to make a foam solar system by 8 a.m. tomorrow. And it's eight o'clock at night. And you're like, where am I going to go to get, you know, the things that you need? Your dad runs out of his medication at 10 o'clock at night and the 24-hour Rite Aid doesn't carry it. I'm giving you my week <laughs> this week. And it's only Tuesday morning. You know, so you talk right. about threat responses. Nobody has to hold a gun yeah. to my head, Dr. Sid, for me to be so stressed out by, what is it, Tuesday at 12 o'clock? Yeah, and I'm sure that what you just described reflects what all of your listeners are experiencing as well. Sure. In which there are one after another situations that activate our nervous system. And what I'm saying is one of the first steps is practicing a, a relaxation exercise that actually trains your nervous system to go in the opposite direction of, of activation that turns down that activation because given your day and your week as you just, just described it, one of the consequences is that we literally lose the ability to go down to those deep places of calm. And that to me is one of the primary definitions of resilience is the ability when you want to sit down and, and relax that you have the full capability of deeply relaxing. One of, the, one of the symptoms in our society that is rampant right now is insomnia, difficulty falling asleep or difficulty staying asleep. And that's sort of like the, one of the canaries in the coal mine. It's an indication that your nervous system is out of balance. Well, yeah, because I can tell you when I have weeks like this, I can almost guarantee you I will fall dead asleep at 1130 like the dead, like 
uh, my eyes are not even closed and I'm, I'm already asleep. But then about 3.34 in the morning, my eyes pop over and my brain races. And, you know, right. before I met you, I would get up, I would maybe have a snack, watch some TV, pace around my bedroom, uh, maybe go to work, go down and try to alleviate that through my work. Now I have these cool eye shades that wrap around my head that keep out the light of the digital stuff in my room. And I play these meditations. I play either a guided meditation or I play music. And I don't know when I fall back asleep, Dr. Sid, but I know I do and I know it's fast enough for me to not even take these things off my head because half the time I wake up in the morning and my blinders, they like remind me of the horse blinders growing up, but I have my blinders on and you know, they have little headphones built into the soft things. They can roll around still with them on your head and I have a good night's sleep. Well, that's wonderful, Sandra. And you're, you're, um, <laughs> you are proof in the of the pudding that, uh, that um, you're beginning to experience a greater level of resilience and, and thought being able to have a good night's sleep is one of the indications of that. It is. And, you know, it didn't require me to do any great thing. I just needed to do things differently because what I was doing, Dr. Sin, this is why, you know, I encourage everybody to get a copy of your book. And, you know, I'm here not as a paid endorsement. I'm here because I read it. I did it. I made these changes because what I was doing wasn't working. I was tired every morning. I was snapping at the kids, snapping at my dad. You know, I don't think there's many households that have more stress than a military household or a single parent household. And a single parent soul supporting military household to me is like the trifecta of stress. So if it can work for me, it can work for many of my listeners. I, I definitely agree. And I think your point that it doesn't take a lot is very important because, excuse me, I think one of the reasons why people avoid even making an effort to become more resilient is that they think it's going to be too much, too difficult. And, or too much money. Or too much money. And you know, one of the things that I'm starting now at the beginning of 2020 is I have a program that I'm calling 365 steps on the path, although it, I break it down to really a step a day, where each day I will give uh, participants on the internet one step that they can take that helps put them on the path. And in that way, one step each day, you get closer and closer to getting into this place of optimal resilience. And yes, it only takes doing one thing at a time and doing it well. Well, and I like that because, you know, when I, when I got divorced, all the systems that I had, Dr. Sid, and I brought my dad into my household and moved to a new place, um, all the systems that I had in place weren't working anymore. You know, they weren't working for me. They weren't working for my family. And when I realized, like, I kind of needed to overhaul my life, that was kind of crippling and overwhelming. And I ended up just changing one little thing each morning. You know, sometimes it was changing what time I got up or changing, you know, how I drove the kids to school. Like, all these little teeny micro changes 
didn't really cost anything. They were just kind of switching around the way I was doing things till I got better results. And what was cool, like after the end of 10 days, I made 10 of these little micro changes and I got really big results from them. So, you know, the worst Wonderful. thing I think you can do when you're struggling and you're stressed is to do the same things over and over. I mean, Einstein said that's the definition of insanity. So these 365 steps, there, that, that means a calendar year. So you do a little right. change every day. Maybe you think a little differently. Maybe you try something a little differently. Maybe you make a little different change. All those things add up to like phenomenal results very quickly. Yes, yes. It might be helpful, Sandra, for me to just kind of take a moment to lay out what the nine pillars of my model of resilience are so people can relate to it. Um, the first three have to do with relationship. Uh, the first one is your relationship with yourself, how you treat yourself, how well you treat yourself or how critical or judgmental you are. Okay. The second one is your relationship with others. Are, are you able to discriminate between relationships that are supportive and relationships that may be toxic or harmful? Are you able to set good boundaries? Are you able to ask for help and support? Yeah. The third one is relationship with something greater. And that could be your spirituality. It could be the meaning you have uh, in life or the purpose that you have for yourself in life. Something that takes you beyond uh, the small area of your family and yourself into the larger community. The next three areas have to do with busy, with uh, organismic balance and mastery. The first one is physical, which has to do with what I started out talking about, keeping your nervous system in balance and being able to deeply relax and recover, recover from stress. This, the next, the, the fourth pillar is cognitive balance and mastery, and this is, this is about having mental control, being able to let go of things when they're no longer uh, of importance or helping you. Some so people, like thinking, like thinking, like thinking, that yes. you're in charge of your thinking, not the other way around. Right. So it, people who make a mistake may, may keep going over and over the mistake they made and why did they make it? That's uh, poor thinking uh, process. Okay. You be able to digest and let go very quickly. Negative expectations, catastrophic expectations, expecting bad things to happen, worrying about what can go wrong. All of these get in the way of resilience and optimal thinking. You want to plan for a problem, you want to let go, and you want to focus on what can go right and how to do it well and positive thinking. The next is emotional balance and mastery. And that's not means not carrying around unfinished emotional business that we can refer to as excess baggage that makes us more sensitive to what people say and gets in the way of our happiness and feeling good about ourselves. And then finally, the last three have to do with how we engage with the world. 
The, the, the next one is our presence. How present are we? How aware are we of our surroundings? How much are we moment rather than worrying about stuff either in the future or in the past? Well, that's funny, Dr. Sid, because we, we call that time traveling. You know, like in our industry over here, like stop time traveling. Like, what do you need to do right now? You time travel to the future. You can't do anything. You time travel to the past. You can't do anything. Stop time traveling and get to work. That's what I teach my kids. Right. Very good. Yeah. And that's being present. Gotcha. The next one is flexibility. Um, a lot of people sort of get stuck in the way things should be and they can't get out of that. They may go on a vacation, and, and one thing about the vacation isn't quite right, and they don't have the flexibility to focus on other things, and they get stuck there. So flexibility is about flexibility of perspective, flexibility of, of perception, the ability to make changes, uh, flexibility in goal setting. So if the goal you set you're having difficulty with, you can make adjustments to have a greater chance of success. Gotcha. Last component of my model is power. And I define power here as the ability to get things done, to, gotcha. to reach conclusion, to have the courage to do and uh, to kind of pat, to go through difficulties in order to get to your goal. Persistence, all of the qualities that go into helping you get things done. So this is my my model and each of them has something to do with how resilient we are which and i've recently wrote a, a blog on this and that's about how this actually affects the um how quickly we age that we now have evidence that stress and poorly managed stress actually speeds up the aging process so all of these, of my nine components, are so relevant. And on my website, Sandra, as you know, I have a resilience assessment booklet that has a 40-item questionnaire that people can take and immediately self-score and get their profile of the areas of strength and areas needing additional work. Yeah, I think, I think it's hard for us when we're under stress to know where to begin. You know, and that's why I like that, that assessment, you know, it's just like some questions and, you know, you circle some things and, and it's not, it's not, it's not stressful. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. Because I think when you, when you hear the word assessment, you're like, oh, wow, that's like difficult. So, you know, I did the assessment in your book. And I will say that, you know, in the beginning of your book, there's like an assessment you take and you circle some things. Then I worked on some things in the, in the book, you know, as I kind of worked through, I used it more like a workbook than a, right. like a sit down and read it. Good, and then good. when I went and took the assessment again, I was really surprised to see how I felt like I improved in certain areas, you know, that actually allowed me to continue on more through working on some of these things. Cause even though I thought I felt I had a really good relationship kind of with my higher power and relationship, knowing where I ended and my kids begin, I was wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, and it's like when you're sick and then you get better. You're like, wow, I didn't realize how sick I was until I was better. And not that this is sick, but you don't realize how much better life can be 
until you make some changes and then you look back and go, wow, I really struggled and suffered last year and I didn't have to. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that you found that change after taking a few steps on, on the path. And that's, that is really one of the reasons for doing, taking the assessment so that you can notice improvement. You can notice change, but it's also to, realize that any journey starts with where you're at right now. You can't anywhere other than where you're at right now. And so it helps to just be able to determine, okay, where am I right now? And then be in a place of acceptance yeah. where you're at. Okay, here's where I'm at. I may want to be someplace else, but it's impossible. You know, physics tells us you can only be in one place at a time. Yeah. And where I'm at. So if this is where I'm at, I have to find some way of accepting, which, you know, I talked about a relaxation exercise being one of the first steps. Acceptance of where you're starting out is another one of the first steps. Well, I think, you know, I think everybody can relate to that with weight loss. You know, at some point you got to step on the scale you got to look right. at the number and go, okay, this is the weight I am today. If you're going to try to make plans to change it, you know, you have to know where you started. And I think, you know, one of the things Dr. Sid that I found was that a lot of these changes were just learning something and then you can't unlearn it. You know, like when, when people think about like making all these changes, I think people think it's expensive, you know, they have to do it 50 times, you know, they got to master it. A lot of this stuff I found was just being exposed to it, thinking in a different way, because kind of once you see it, you can't unsee it, you know, and that's the thing that I liked about a lot of the stuff in your books and your programs is, is it's not extra work. It's not a lot of extra anything. It's just a, a matter of going, huh, wow, I didn't think of it that way, or I didn't see it that way, or I didn't realize that I was doing that. And then like, once you see it, you can't unsee it and you don't go back, not for everything, but for some things. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There, there are two continuums or dimensions that run throughout the different areas of my book. One, and I've touched on one of them, which is autonomic, system self-regulation your ability to stay in balance from a stress from yeah. a physiological perspective that balance between activating the nervous system and calming it so the continuum is toward increasing ability to stay in balance and to be able to relax absolutely so continuum that's runs as a thread throughout my book and the other has to do with the lessons we've learned in our childhood, mm -hmm. how they continue to control and run our lives. And so that continuum is from what I refer to as primitive gestalt patterns, these childhood patterns that we didn't choose these patterns. They're just the lessons we learned based on the environment we grew up in, which we didn't choose either. And so those lessons are typically inappropriate in dealing with the, the issues and the problems we have as an adult. And so there's this next continuum that 
it runs as a thread throughout my book of moving from those conditioned habitual patterns of our childhood that we continue as adults and a healthy ability to assess current situations separate from any of that training which interferes. So it's learning and adjusting to today's environment in the healthiest and most appropriate and mature way. And that's the other continuum that runs throughout the book. Well, yeah, because, you know, to make it really simple for our listeners, you know, I taught my kids when the doorbell rings, don't open the door. Okay. And then my 13 year old said recently, am I old enough to open the door when the bell rings? (laughs) You know, and it's a funny, cute example, but it shows how, you know, some of the things that we are teaching our kids to keep them safe as smaller children at some point don't relate anymore. They're not practical, but there are times when we do hold on to these kind of childhood trainings that maybe don't serve us as an adult. I mean, it it sounds silly, but if you are an adult and you don't open the door when the doorbell rings, you don't get your mail, you don't get your delivery, you know, you don't let your friend in. And it's a really simple way of saying, okay, maybe we should look at some of these things that aren't so obvious and make some changes. Yes, and you gave an example that is sort of like a normal example. A lot of our listeners grew up in environments that were not safe, that for one reason or another, they didn't feel any sense of safety or security. And so they had to learn to be on guard all of the time, which was appropriate as a child. But as adults, that no longer serves us to be on guard all the time. All it does is contribute to this imbalance in our nervous system and increased levels of stress. Sure, absolutely. So um, the website is drstevensideroff.com. You can find his book on Amazon. Um, it's been a great episode today, Dr. Sid. I really want to thank you for giving us uh, your time and your energy and your talents and your wisdom. Uh, if you could leave our listeners with one great tip today, what would it be? So the one tip is that at all times, we are either in the protect defense mode, where our energy is going into fight or flight, or we are in the healing and maintenance mode in which our body recovers. And you want to pay attention to how much time you're spending in those two different um, states, because then you need to find a way to create a greater sense of balance between the two. Amen to that. All right. We'll be back again next week with another great show. Thank you. From New York City to Los Angeles, Powered Up Talk Radio is giving women of all ages permission to live the life they'd always dreamed of. Each week, Powered Up Talk Radio explores innovative ways to stay focused in a world that's experiencing dramatic changes. Find out who you are, discover your purpose, and challenge yourself to be all you can be. 